Hello and welcome to the Gorm Juice Podcast. He's Holden. He's Grant. And we're joining you this week with some huge news in the NBA. Yeah. The Nets continue to get better. I don't think anybody will argue through the super team. See, it's not a super team. No, it's a big three. There's no super team. It's a big three with Kyrie, Harden, and KD. With some quality role players. Yeah. Lawrence Aldridge, he knows his role. He's 35 years old. Mm -hmm. Even though he's... He was a perennial all-star, yeah. back on the Blazers especially. And then even when he went to the Spurs for those few years, he was really good. Yeah, and that's the thing, though, is like everybody, they hear the, the names that they mm -hmm. picked up, Blake and LaMarcus Aldridge, and they think, wow, they're stars. Yeah. Not anymore. Like, that's no. not the case. <laughs> they're not the same player they were five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, Blake got his first dunk in, like, a year. Yeah. A couple games ago. And I think everybody's, like you said, just gravitate towards these big names. Oh, the Nets, super team, and yeah, all that. But no. think of the guys that LeBron's been teaming up with at the end of their careers. Mm -hmm. Like, Darren Williams, back on the Cavs, Darren Williams was a solid player when he played for the Nets. Yeah. But when he went to the Cavs, he knew his role. He was a backup point guard. Yeah. That's what he came there to do. Declined. The end, mm -hmm. like the end of his prime had reached, so he went to Cleveland, and mm -hmm. they got him to be, to be a veteran, play yeah. that role, and just lead the team and that's kind of what's going on I, I would think with Blake and LaMarcus Aldridge because they don't put up crazy numbers no. like they're like average yeah they're average numbers that you'd like they're role pieces now yeah they're not stars or starters mm -hmm. they're role pieces that that seems to be a trend in the NBA especially with you say guys are ring chasing mm -hmm. but it's solid players that are coming to the end of their career yeah because in the NBA you can't play unless you're like Kyle Korver Mm -hmm. You just shoot the ball. You can't play until you're 40 years old. Exactly. So yeah. they, these guys are recognizing their time is coming to an end. And they're trying to make the most of it. And going back to LeBron, he, he's been doing this since the beginning. <laughs> Even with like the Heat and Ray Allen, yeah. you can't say Ray Allen is in his prime when he joined the Heat. Mm -hmm. Even though... He that, towards the end of it. Yeah. Even though that shot... Yeah, he saved LeBron. <laughs> saved LeBron's career. Yeah. As I... Jack will always point that out to me because we were sitting before a basketball game. And he's like, "You can't say that," and I was like, "Ray Allen's shot saved LeBron's career because mm -hmm. without Ray Allen's shot, LeBron is three and seven in the finals. Yeah, they lose that to the Spurs. There's no way they go on and win that without no, Ray. Because they would have lost Game Six. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> closed it like night night. Yeah, that would have ended it. Mm -hmm. And with all these guys, there's a stat that they're like 40 all-star appearances combined with the Nets this year. Let's look at the 2020 Lakers. They have 37 all-star appearances as a team, 29 all-NBA, and 22 all-defensive. That's combined as a unit over their careers. Mm -hmm. But the Nets this year, yes, they have the 40 all-star appearances, 31 all-NBA, but they only have two all-defensive. So you could even make the argument that if you want to say this year was a super team, why didn't you say the... NBA bubble Lakers were a super team. Yeah, exactly. It's because they pick up some big name <laughs> old guys. Everybody just they want to throw shade on KD, man. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. Like they just don't want to see him win. Yeah, KD Twitter's always hating. Yeah, he's always getting in some beef. And like even this year, dude, the Lakers picked up Montrez Harrell, a six man of the year guy, mm -hmm. for extremely low. And they just picked up Andre Drummond. I mean. That guy's insane. He's in his prime. Yeah. Andre Drummond's in his prime, and you just got him for the rest of the season for nothing. For, for nothing. No risk. You didn't have to even give up a second-round pick. It was 
this guy's coming for the rest of the year on a vet minimum yeah. to give you what he was averaging before was 17 points a game and 13 and a half rebounds. Yeah, like, that's crazy. That is better than any other center that you could get. I know. Traditional center. I'm exactly. not saying he's like Jokic or somebody like that. No. I'm saying like, if you want a guy to be a lob threat and play good interior defense, Andre Drummond is the is, perfect yeah, embodiment. Him or Rudy Gobert. Like, they're the best at it right now. I mean, 13 rebounds, 14 <laughs> if you round up. Like, so now imagine that big lineup. If you have Andre Drummond at center, AD at power forward, LeBron at small forward. Small forward, like, yeah. Schroeder at the point, and then you throw in a guy like KCP at the two. That, their bench pieces are still the same as it was in Oxford. Kuzma? Um, what's his name? Alex Caruso. Yep, the bald menace. Yeah. Guy is 20, 25 with a receding hairline, but he'll give you a bucket, that's for sure. And the thing about Drummond that's kind of funny is he has the second worst layup percentage in the league. So that, that man can go up to the basket at seven feet tall and still miss. It extremely it's extremely weird though, because he's still he's shooting forty-seven from the field. Cause all he takes is two feet outside of yeah. the rim. Now I'm not saying Andre Drummond is some bum. That's not what I'm saying. No. Definitely not what I'm saying at all. He he's gonna give you what you want. Especially yeah. when you're playing with LeBron it, as good of a playmaker as he is. I'm I've never doubted LeBron's playmaking abilities. He's gonna find that man on a roll, just yeah. even on the break. Just imagine the high flying offense of that Lakers team. Yeah. And you want to get upset when the Lake or the Nets go and sign a thirty five year old Marcus Aldridge and a thirty two year old Blake Griffin? Like it's just, I don't get it. Like if you think about it, like Spencer Dinwiddie or not Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert, mm-hmm. would you take him over Blake or oh, Marcus yeah. Aldridge? Yes. Alright. So when he was on the team, there wasn't an issue. No, no, no. But they, they signed these two yeah. guys and it is. I just, I don't, I don't get it. It's because at this point, I think what all these signings kind of conclude is it's just basically the, the Nets and the Lakers race right now. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that, that's the finals that I would love to see, but let's be honest. How often do we see the best two teams in the finals? Always something in the playoffs. Yeah, happens. something happens. Like even last year, there was no way on paper that you would say the Miami Heat were better than Giannis's Bucks. No, 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 no way. But they just played the right defense and figured out how to shut down Giannis. And that just, it just went down the line. Because Eric Spolster is one heck of a coach. Yeah, I, I will say that. They were able to shut down Giannis, like you said, at an extremely high level. And that goes to another flaw of Giannis's career, where I say, if you play him in the seven-game series, you can figure him out pretty quick. Yeah. And it, I feel like a lot of teams could be like that. You could have uh, not fully healthy Nets or Lakers, that gets knocked off like the Nuggets. The Nuggets are looking good. Yeah. So I don't even think the the Lakers and all their fans have this easy path to the finals. No, the West is going to be competitive this year. Mm-hmm. It always is competitive. Yeah. And that's why when everything went to the bubble, I was like, that kind of decredits LeBron's. Yeah, LeBron can win in, in the East and the West. Well, he ran through the East because nobody in the East could compete. They were regarded too as the least Eastern Conference for a reason. And in the West, you won a Mickey Mouse ring. Yeah. So this is actually the year. Because there will be home court advantages now in play. Yes. Fans are coming back to the stadiums, and the playoffs will be played in each city. Like, it's not one location. Mm -hmm. And one thing with the players was, it was like, either you took LeBron's approach and you were locked in, 
because you couldn't see anybody else. Or it could take a toll on some players. Like even Damian Lillard said it. It was like, I there's no reason for me to play right now. Yeah. Same with Carl Anthony Towns, especially with everything happening to him. A ton of his family members yeah, passed away. COVID, yeah. So that kind of hurt him. And so I think now that everything's kind of going back to normal, this will be the real test. Because mm-hmm. the West, like like we said, one through eight, they're all panning out to be good. You yeah. face the Suns in the second round, that that high-powered offense, that'll be a tough game. Yeah. Tough seven games. And I think even, even in the East, the Nets are obviously the clear favorite. They got three of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, but the the Bucks are always still there. And then mm-hmm. you got the Sixers, they're making a run. If Joel comes back. Yeah, if Joel comes back. But that's another yeah. thing. The MVP race this year has been absolutely hurt because of injuries. Injuries. Joel Embiid was like the clear guy. Yeah. I, I would have said if we talked about this last month, Joel Embiid's MVP. Just look at the numbers that he's putting up and the Sixers were the best team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But then he goes down to an injury. Why are you capping right now? Well, it was like a month ago you said Nikola Jokic was better than... I did Joel say that. Embiid. But now Jokic leads the MVP race. Yeah, that's because Joel is out. See, but when we did that argument of Joel and Jokic, it, it was it was earlier than like last month. Because that was our first... Let, let's think about that. That was our first ever hot take. And this is episode no, 12. No, it wasn't the first hot take. It was the second one. Second. Okay, so this is episode 12. So yeah. that was like 11 weeks ago. Let's yeah. think about that. That's January. And Joel and the Sixers really turned up late January, February, mm-hmm. and even early March. They were cruising. But now it's like Jokic is the clear clear guy to win MVP. So we were both kind of nah. kind of right there. All right, let's, let's move on. Let's talk some... Well, more basketball, yeah. but college basketball now. It has been a crazy year for March Madness. I think yeah. it, the state of the world and what happened in March Madness, it, it just it's poetic. You have the 11 seed UCLA team making the Final Four. That's crazy. After watching the play-in game, I don't think anybody would have expected UCLA to make this incredible run that they have. Especially that win against Michigan by two points. I know. Come on. That was an upset. Like, huge upset. That busted a lot of brackets, for sure. And if there was any brackets left to break. Yeah, if there was any left to break. There was a stat. It was like 0.002% of brackets had this Final Four. It, it might have even been lower. Because yeah. No, I saw it. It was like 0.00. It was a bunch of zeros. Mm-hmm. And then a two. So, like, there's like one out of whatever mm-hmm. million that have been made. And... Credit to Baylor, even though they're the one seed, this is their first Final Four appearance, I think, since 1960-something. So That's crazy. They're trying to make a run, and yeah. then you got that Gonzaga team. Perfect. Perfect season right now. They're insane. Like, that team is so good. Like, the chemistry is just mm-hmm. there. Like, and I don't they play one of the best brands of basketball. They, there's no holes in their game. Mm-hmm. And if they, I think they're a clear shot to the championship yeah. at this point. But I got a Baylor-Gonzaga final, and I think Gonzaga, to cap off this incredible March Madness tournament, they do the impossible, and they do have the perfect season. Really? I mean, I do, too. I agree. I, I'd say it's going to be Baylor, Baylor and Gonzaga in the, mm-hmm. the finals. I, I just can't see UCLA moving on again. I mean... No. But I do. I, I, I think it'll be close. It'll be a competitive game. I was, think, I was thinking of this when, like, when I was looking up stuff for this. Mm-hmm. It'll, it's going to come down to the last minute. The Zags are going to be up two. It'll be um, 
what did I say? It was going to be 76 79. The uh, UCLA hit to two. They get into, they have to foul, yeah. stop the clock, and then they'll hit both free throws, and UCLA UCLA lose by three. Yeah, it it's gonna be a tough one. And I, who is Baylor playing in this week's round? Houston. Houston. Yeah, Houston. They they beat a Syracuse team that couldn't hit a shot. I don't think that really says too much. Yeah. I mean. Houston's kind of slept under the radar, and their path to the Final Four has been all, I think, eight seeds or below. So they've had an easy run. As easy as March Madness can be, I guess. Yeah. Because all of these lower seed teams, they I mean, just, yeah, they come to play. We talked about it last week. There's been so many different upsets. Like, mm-hmm. it's I mean, the most upset count in history. It's crazy. That's how it always is, though. Yeah. Because think about this. This is, if you're a college senior, this is your last game. Every game that you put your shoes on, this is could be the last. So they're they're putting everything out on the line. Yeah, there's motivation to it, and just like we talk, I talk about it all the time. It's a one game elimination. Mm-hmm. So like, all, all the marbles are on the table. Like you either go get it or you go home. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta make the decision. That that's what I think separates why people watch the NFL playoffs at a higher rate than the NBA. Because the NBA, it's like, you lose a game three, you lose a game two, it's okay, we'll bounce back. But in the single elimination, every single play, or every single possession matters. Yeah, for sure. Because it could all change the outcome. Mm-hmm. The yeah. wonderful thing of single elimination. You can't count a team out. I feel like, the, again, the play-in tournament for the NBA, that's a great, great thing. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. I, I think... Even going back to like the, how competitive the West is this year for the NBA, any team from the 7 through 10 can win a game. I don't think there's a clear uh, differential between the two. So it, it's going to be a good good tournament. Yeah. And I think uh, Gonzaga's still going to end yeah, up on top. Perfect season. That'd be crazy. It'd be incredible. Has that like has it been done before? No, no, no team has ever completed a perfect season. That's crazy. Cause they entered the tournament, I think twenty one and zero, and now they're up to twenty six and zero. So, Jeez. that would be insane. Huge topic of debate though in the world. Yeah, we got Lil Nas X in his Satan shoe. What is that? Yeah, man? come on. Like, the first thing I want to say is like. This the company who helps him make this shoe and like put it out. Like, what is your idea? Like, what what made it okay to like just repu- replicate a Nike shoe? Like, Nike, like one of the biggest clothing yeah. brands of shoes or anything. You want to take one of their shoes and remake it? Mm-hmm. That was a huge thing. Nike put out a lawsuit. Yeah, they're suing them because they were getting flack. Yeah. Nike was getting hate messages towards them, like, how could you do this? And they're like, we, we had nothing, nothing to do with this. Like, it's crazy. And I think for this, the brand name, I don't know the full name, but their abbreviation is MSCHF, which mm-hmm. nobody really knows. Yeah, no, I, think, I, tried, I tried looking it up, and it just kept, kept coming up with random things. Mm-hmm. Like, did not give me an answer. Well, it's this is a huge publicity stunt for them. I think that's yeah. the only reason you go into this. I think that's the only reason why, like, Lil Nas X did it too, like, cause he just dropped a new song. It's like really controversial with the music video and stuff. Yeah, 
Like I've just seen clips of it on TikTok and stuff. Yeah. Like I haven't it's taken, time taken to watch social it. media by start. No, I haven't watched. No, it. I don't want to watch it. No, I don't <laughs> want to watch it. it. Well, the whole premise of it is this guy Lil Nas X will get on a pole that plummets to hell. Uh huh. So he gives Satan lap dance. That's what the premise of the thing is. Yeah, no, I'm good. That's gonna be yeah. fast for me. No, I haven't watched it. <laughs> Let's be that clear. I've not watched it, but that was just like. His thing. Yeah, no, and then then he came out with a shoe and it's has a drop of human blood. How can like, even for one market that yeah. to sell it? Yeah, I don't know how like that got passed like federally. Where does it come from? Yeah, where did you just get human blood? And they're made six hundred and sixty six pairs and they're numbered for each thing. And yeah. they have a pentagram medallion on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Like come on. It couldn't even be any more blatant. Yeah. How wrong that is, and I'm not a religious guy. Neither am I. But like, I just why why the whole devil worship stuff? It freaks me out. Yeah, it's like these people are focusing on everything that could be bad, and they are praying to it. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, no, I don't get it. And like the crazy thing is, like, I never even heard about like these shoes coming out, mm-hmm. but somehow they sold out in two minutes. Yeah. That's... Like what? Like how? Like who? Who knew about it? Because like, I didn't hear a thing about it until until like, the headlines sold. popped out that said Lil Nas X shoe sold out in two minutes. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah. You released a shoe? Like this was a guy known for making Old Town Road. Yeah. Like how, just two years ago. <laughs> where does it? Where does this line connect? I don't know. You went down a dark path. Like. And the thing, the weird thing about it is, like, I've seen stuff on social media that he posts, and he, he's, he's obviously okay with it. Yeah. He's like, there, there's no reason to apologize and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it's a free country. You can post what you want. You can do yeah. what you want. You can do what you want. What makes you happy? But, mm-hmm. like, I'm yeah. not seeing it. <laughs> That's it's not what floats my boat. No, this, this has got to be, like, a, a new step <laughs> in terms of marketing and stuff. And the amount of support it got. Yeah. It's crazy. Because there are people like me and you, and most of our friends are like, what the heck is this? Like, mm-hmm. why? Yeah. But then on the other side of the coin, there are people like, man, I can see myself buying this. Or I mean, like, to be honest, it's a nice, like, shoe design. Like, it looks good. Red and black will always look good. Yeah. It, like, it looks good. Just like... think about, like, Jordans. The red colorway has been yeah. since the Jordans were created. Yeah. That's basically what it is. And that, I think that's some of its appeal. But yeah. the whole drop of human blood and that that and like the medallion on it, like yeah. that's what gets me to steer away. Well, I think one of the other reasons they chose the Air Max ninety seven is there's this concept for the Jesus shoe, mm-hmm. and it had a drop of holy water in it, and it had a cross medallion on the tongue. And this came out like over the summer. So this is just this is literally the opposite. It is literally this, this is the black to the white, like a, the yin and the yang. I, yeah, it's it's weird, man. Uh, but it, like that's like, it wasn't like the shoe even has a Nike logo on it. Yeah, which is like huge red flags. Like that's mm-hmm. major. What's what's the word? I'm looking plagiarism. For. Yeah, plagiarism. Like, like the, there's no Nike endorsement for one. Like if me no. and you wanted to make T-shirts for the show, that said the Gormby's podcast, and we had Nike logos on it and stuff, that's that's clearly illegal. We can't. Unless do that. we buy the shirt from Nike. Yes, that's the only. Like, and then we get the rights. Yeah, to put our design on a Nike shirt. 
Yeah. Like there's no way these people went through, got the rights for the Air Max 97. Well, no, they didn't. <laughs> like Nike's come out and said that they had no involvement, and now now this company's getting sued. Yeah. They're probably gonna have to pay a pretty penny for. <laughs> Yeah, so they're definitely going out of business too because 666 pairs is not going to make up for all the No, yeah, they were like all like $1,000 a piece. I didn't even see the price. Yeah, I think it was like $1,000 or $1,000, like 1018 That's insane. I just know how exclusive they were and because of how fast they sold out and stuff. Yeah. Well, that was like a whole another like um, marketing scheme, like mm -hmm. the 666, only yeah. 666 pairs. And like, Sorry, all right. You you do you, man. It's like I don't know. I wouldn't buy the shoes. No. And it, let's think about this from the other's perspective. If they didn't have the Nike logo on it, and it wasn't the Air Max ninety seven, who would buy it? If it yeah. was just some other shoe with a drop of human blood in it and a pentagram, mm -hmm. who would buy that? I don't know. Not me. <laughs> I'm not even buying it with the Nike logo. No. The illegal Nike logo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving into our last segment, going back to basketball. Pretty heavy focus for this episode. Yeah. So huge trades going into the deadline. Uh, we look at the Magic. They just blew up their team that they've been... Complete rebuild. They've yeah. been building up that team since like 2015. Yeah, and now they just tore it back down to the ground level and want to start again. One thing I want to get your opinion on is the Fournier trade. Yeah. You get Evan Fournier for two second-round picks. Yeah, it was great. I mean... There was talks all week about us getting Aaron Gordon. Mm -hmm. I was more excited for yeah. that. And then there was talks of Evan Fournier was going to be included. Mm -hmm. And then I'm in school, I'm eating lunch, and all of a sudden I hear Aaron Gordon just got traded. I'm like, to who? <laughs> and it, to the Nuggets. I'm like, no, no way. Like, really? Come on. And then, and then news came out about the Fournier trade, and I was like, all right. Let's do it. I mean, he's a three-point knockdown. Yeah, like, there's no question that he can hit a shot. And this, I attribute that to Danny Ainge. He somehow always finesses deals. Yeah, but I mean, two second rounders, it's a good deal. Mm -hmm. But one of the things is like, let's look at the Celtics. The past, I don't know, we'll go five seasons. They've they've been competitive, mm -hmm. but they wanted to take that next step to really win a yeah. championship, and they haven't been able to do that. Yeah, and I don't think the answer is with a guard. We needed a big. Yeah, that's what we really need. But hey, more firepower, I guess, at the the top of the key. And I was watching something recently that kind of questioned Danny Ainge's like style, I guess, because you have a guy a couple years ago in Isaiah Thomas who mm -hmm. just lost his sister, who's banged up, and he goes in and continues to play in the playoffs for you. And what do you do to reward him? You ship his ass to Cleveland. Yeah. Well, he was he was injured though, so that was part of the thing, and he really hasn't bounced back since. I wish we kept Isaiah Thomas. I mean, Kyrie he hit a rough spot with him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he promised you that he'd stay, but yeah, and then he left. <laughs> I mean, he did the same thing for Cleveland, so that's all right. But I don't know. I wish it did stay, and like things worked out. Let's we'll see what that would have looked like, because he was balling at the end of his career mm -hmm. with the Celtics. Well, because that was one of the things that was kind of uh, a critique of the Celtics was guys don't want to sign there because they don't know what Danny Ainge is going to do. Because mm -hmm. he's always trying to do what will improve the team on paper, but then you go to the locker room and guys are like, man, I don't know if I'm getting moved and stuff like that. Yeah. So it kind of creates a weird culture. And 
Yeah, that's, Danny Ainge is always rumored in the uh, trade talks at deadline. Yeah, every year. That could be a good and a bad thing. Like, yeah. If your team is like right now, the Celtics, I'd say are pretty mediocre. They're not anything special. No, we should be way better than what we are right now. Mm-hmm. But Especially early. It's only March, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Do you, who who do you go for in the future if you can only pick one? Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown. I mean, Jalen Brown's my guy. Like I can't, I can't pick. I know what you would say, but most people would be like, "Oh yeah, Tatum." Oh, they take Tatum, but I Tatum's feel... only eighteen. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, Nance does not age. <laughs> but um, not only did they get rid of Evan Fournier or Aaron Gordon, the Magic also lost Nikola Vucevic, which was a big, big trade to the Bulls. Yeah, and they get Wendell Carter and some picks back. Yeah, they got two firsts. Which that's, is big. That's pretty good. I, I think Wendell Carter, if he gets big minutes along with him and Mo Bamba, they got two big guys that they can kind of yeah. evaluate which one they want to stick with. And in the Aaron Gordon trade, they got Gary Harris and RJ Hampton back. And another first. Mm-hmm. It's protected, but another. So that's. In one day, they got three firsts, two seconds, and three players. Mm-hmm. And for a team that was. Or four players. Sorry, my bad. Mm-hmm. And for a team that was like barely on the verge of the playoffs, I'd say that's a decent turnout. Yeah. But it, their team looks completely different now. Oh yeah, they got rid of all their top three players. Yeah. Who, who's who's the head scorer right now? Terrence Ross. Probably. <laughs> it was his team now. Yeah. But the Nuggets, I think, are the huge winners right now. Yeah. Because Gary Harris played off the bench some rotation minutes. R.J. Hampton barely got any minutes. So then you turn that into a starter, like a quality starter, who's going to not only score, but his defending is what's really mm-hmm. valuable. I mean, yeah, it's another piece to their the pieces they already have. I mean, yeah, that starting lineup with Yoke, Jamal Murray, and Aaron Gordon now. Yeah. He, he, he basically gives you... Bull Bulls heating up. <laughs> he gives you a more athletic version of Paul Millsap. Yeah. With, uh, Averagely consistent jump shot. I mean, he's not going to go out and hit 40% from three or anything like that, but... No, but he can hit the three ball. Yeah. And he can take it to the hoop, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And I think now that the Nuggets have a guy that can guard... that Not can guard, but you can put on the KDs, the Kawhis, and stuff like that during the playoffs. Yeah. That, that's going to be big for them. Yeah, especially like defensively, Aaron Gordon, he can he can match up with one through five basically. Because mm-hmm. he's an athletic six eight guy. Yeah. That we've seen dunk contest after dunk contest, he gets. Man, yeah, he's not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, he gets cheesed out of the win. Yeah, twice. The second one was worse. Like Zach Levine, I I kind of get, but he yeah, that one was a point flip. Point. But the second one, he should. Oh man. Who do you who do you end up losing to? It was um. Was it Derek Jones Jr. Was it that year? Yeah, I think it was that year. Oh man. Yeah, it was. And then for the Bulls, I I'm kind of like, what what was necessary to get Goose? Like. Yeah. Like, what did you need him for? You're not competing for a title right now. Are you just trying to get Zach and me to stay? Is that? Mm, that could be it. Try and build some pieces around him. Yeah. You. But that's a nice one and two if you can get a third guy. I just feel like Vucevic at 30 years old doesn't really fit their timeline. Because then you got guys like Kobe White that you just drafted, and you're trying yeah. to get them to improve. And I know, and they gave up a lot for him though, too. Yeah. That's the thing. So like, who knows what what route they're trying to take right now? Yeah, it, it really doesn't make sense. Like if you think about it, like you're not in contention for anything, nope. but you make a huge splash like that. Mm-hmm. 
And they don't have enough cap room to really sign anybody in free agency, even though Chicago's like, it's an okay destination. I wouldn't say it's LA or New York, but. No, but people want to play there. Mm -hmm. That's where Jordan played. Yeah. So, like, but yeah, no. And then, like you said, with the age, like, it just doesn't line up with what, what they were trying yeah, to do. Yeah, where they're headed at this point right now, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. I got a little small move that's kind of going under the radar, but I think it'll come big playoff time, is Rondo to the Clippers. I yeah. think they've been looking for that leadership veteran point guard role, and I think Rondo fits in. Okay, yeah, look what he did with the Lakers last year. Playoff yeah. Rondo's a different breed, man. Yeah, I mean, it's because he's been there with mm -hmm. the best of the best. Yeah, that Celtics team that yeah. he's with. And that was when he was young. He's yeah. just learned so much more since then. He's a true journeyman, so he's played yeah. with a lot of guys. And I think if he can get on Kawhi and Paul George's case come playoff time, they're not blowing any 3 1 leads like they did last year. No. I mean, and I wouldn't say it's like an upgrade from Blue Will, but yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty close. I mean, you get comparable. You get somebody who can take care of the ball, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure he can give you some points on yeah. some nights, but. And the, I think the difference that if we compare LA moves, mm -hmm. uh, the Drummond to the Rondo, Rondo you can play in every game. Yeah. You, Rondo's useful in every playoff series. Where one thing that we didn't talk about with Drummond is what do you do when you come up against a small ball team? Yeah. They're just going to outrun you. He's not valuable to you anymore. Because mm -hmm. so. he, he, the only thing he can do is just stand in the paint. Mm -hmm. That's what he's good for. I mean, it works, but matchups, like, yeah. it's a big deal. If you get a team like even the Mavericks that are going to go out with Kristaps mm -hmm. and they're going to go out and space the floor, you're not going to be able to compete with that. Yeah. Well, you're not going to put Drummond on him. <laughs> no. That's for sure. Because Unicorn will torch him. Yeah. And I think the way we're going to end off this episode is kind of talking about the failures of this organization. Yeah. They really uh, sold the bag with that one. You, yeah. So you get Karis LeVert. I thought I was excited. I was like, Karis LeVert's going to be good for us. Yeah. He's going to be a nice young piece to kind of go grow along with Christian Wood. And Victor Oladipo. And then instantly <laughs> for Victor Oladipo. And then not even months later, they flip Victor Oladipo for Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley. Like, what? Yeah, that was, that's a terrible trade. You get nothing for it. There's not a single player that is valuable that we got from the hard trade at all. It's all picks. I, I love Kelly Olenek for the 41 he gave us a couple <laughs> years ago against the Wizards. but I still hate that man for what he did to Kevin Love. Like That was that was cheap. That's like Zaza Pachulia level yeah, cheap. Uh -huh. But he's not... Him and um, Avery Bradley is way past his prime at this oh, yeah. point. He's at the end of his career. You, give, you do that. It was for expiring contracts. That's yeah. the only reason they did that. And Victor Oladipo is an expiring contract, so why not, even at that point, just let it ride out? Yeah. And you're well, sure there is Why not try and bring back Victor Oladipo? Like, that man's a dog. Yeah. And for the Heat, what a move. Like, Pat Riley, all respect to you for finessing that one. Yeah. Like, how did you, how'd you get Victor Oladipo for that? It's because Daryl Morey left town. So Daryl Morey isn't back there making the good moves like he used to, and then the organization's like, yeah, we're good. No, we're not. Not good. No. So I think the one guy that I really hope they hold on to is Kevin Porter Jr. He, he's a nice young guy, and mm -hmm. you got him, I think, from the Jared Allen trade. He was like one of the pieces from that. Yeah. Like, and then they sent him down to the G League and then all that stuff. But again, they could have had Jared Allen. Let's be honest. You guys are just tanking to keep that. Keep the pick. <laughs> yep. Keep the pick in the top four so the Thunder don't get it. <laughs> but if the Thunder do end up getting another first round pick this year, we're going to be in trouble. 
you saw that post, right? Where the Thunder's starting lineup is younger yeah. than Oklahoma's college team. Yeah, it's crazy. Moses Brown for the Thunder's been playing good. He was the UCLA big man back with Jalen Hands a couple of years ago. Yeah, the Thunder are going to be a couple years, dude. With all the picks they got for um, Paul George and uh, Russell Westbrook. And Westbrook, dude. They're going to be scary. Especially with, look at how good Shade Gilgis has become. Mm-hmm. Like, and you got him for a little bit. Like, that was part of the Paul George deal. Yeah. You got him in mostly picks. So you're like, yeah, we're going to hope Shade turns out good, but we're not banking on that. And then he's... Now he is. He's, he's solid. Start, yeah, he's starting to figure out how to play in the NBA. Yeah. And then you sure. get all these picks, and you can just trade them. You yeah. have trade value, because they, first, are worth a lot. <laughs> like, you never know what you can get with a first-round pick. But, and then you get to draft players as well. Yeah. And then bring them into your organization. The and Thunder showed them that they, they got good drafting staff. I mean, yeah, I mean. They can't sign any Harder, good free agents, so. Kevin Durant, Westbrook. Like, I mean, I could keep going, mm-hmm. but those are just the big three. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I'm hoping as a Rockets fan is that this Nets team wins a championship and they kind of all go their separate ways. So then it's kind of like what the Celtics did to the Nets, where the Nets are just bad, but they don't own their first round pick. Yeah. So the Rockets just keep benefiting off of that. And the Celtics are making Eastern Conference Finals and getting yeah. top three picks. Yeah. But it seems like they had like three first rounds last year, didn't they, the Celtics? And they didn't really Yeah, but they were all they were mid round picks. Mm-hmm. It was like I think it was like fourteen, fifteen, and seventeen. But there can be some hits back down that low in the draft. Yeah. Like Tyler Harrow was like twelve, wasn't he? Something like that, yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not one of those guys that's like, Oh, Tyler Harrow's untouchable, we'll never move him. He's great. He he's a shooter. He'll give you like 15 points. He's not that insane. Yeah, but he's also only second year. Yeah. We'll see what it looks like three years from now. Mm-hmm. I'm just not one of those people that are like, yeah, Tyler Harrow for James Harden straight up. We never do that. No. Never. I remember that was one of their things. But thank you all for tuning in. Hope you all enjoyed. And we'll see you all next time.